complaint about one of the Hello. brands that we use to record this podcast and you guys are going to sit there and talk about my Apple? Make your Apple work, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. I'm trying to I make go, this happen. Oh, back in 2005 and 6 when we used to work in service. Yeah, see, now I got it working. Okay. So mm-hmm. tonight, we, because of technical difficulties, we've been, we've had to adjust, react, adapt, and overcome. And we're here recording another episode. In a new location. In a new location. We're blaming stuff to you. We ain't ain't blaming them. You keep eating the fries. (laughs) You can't eat the sponsor's fries and blame them in the same sentence. Mm -hmm. Just like, like, you know, people blame McDonald's for making them fat. I've been blaming that shit for years. Mm -hmm. McDonald's made me fat. Not the fact that you keep going there, but McDonald's. (laughs) Just shout out to shout out to the sugar factory for my sour cherry cola. Straight up, yeah. straight up. <laughs> <laughs> but we got a little bit to talk about. Big event last night. Yeah, Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. It finally happened. Combining CEO gaming and all elite wrestling. That's okay. that's pretty genius. Which is fantastic, smart because. I mean, outside of up, up, down, down for the WWE, what else can you say? Mm-hmm. Sits there and does caters to the e-gaming world. Mm-hmm. This was extremely smart, extremely busy, uh, business savvy. Got to probably credit Tony Khan and especially Kenny Omega. This is Kenny Omega's baby. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was pushing for it, as we all heard. But uh, yeah, and it was free, free on Bleacher Report Live and Fight TV. Yeah, and they actually the stream, the stream was actually pretty good today. Yeah, it, it it lagged for a quick second, but then that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leonard, one thing I do wonder because there were reports that came out today, and of course pictures, which are starting to irritate me for various reasons. But um, basically, you know the the SmackDown effect, as I call it. Okay. Wrote tarped up place, you know tarped up sections of the arena. You know, the headlines, oh, it didn't sell out. Shit like that. But I don't think this was really meant to sell out. No. No. Because I would be curious to see how this was, should I say, marketed for people to buy. Because they didn't do a ticket sale push like the other ones. Like all in, all out, or right. double or nothing. I didn't, wasn't this, I thought this was just mostly catered to the CEO gaming Correct, company. but it's still a wrestling event. Yeah. You know. And but, I mean, do they really... I in mean, the larger scope of things, it still <laughs> looks bad. I won't say it looks bad, but it looks different as a setup mm-hmm. versus the, the other, you know, shows that they're doing. Production was a hell of a lot better oh, than Double or Nothing. Production was great. I do have one complaint. The they still and you can still see that they're working out the nuances about the camera angles. Right. Because but I think this was a different venue too. Yeah, and it, but I mean that that's something you're gonna have to get together and get some experienced cameramen to make sure that they know these venues mm-hmm. that you're gonna be putting them into so you can go past that. Right. Conversation. That'll come with practice by the time they get yeah. on TV and they're doing it on a weekly basis. For sure. For I sure. That lot of that be worked out. I did notice there's a lot more room around the ring this time. Correct. I oh mean, yeah. Because the the place they were in was cavernous. 
you know, I'm envisioning like this is more of a convention center. Which one? it was, you know, an arena of any kind. This and was the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ending, yeah. So, I mean, it was it was really good production-wise. Uh, we'll, we'll get right into our notes. But well, like, production, there's a note as a part of the show where Marvez was there, Marvez was gone. <laughs> all of a sudden, became oh, all of a sudden, Marvez became an investigative reporter. Yeah. as they yeah. mentioned when it came to, and yeah. we'll touch base on that as we run through the card right now. But the pre-show highlights, love the uh, the little parodies of the fire festival oh, yeah. joints. Those were pretty hilarious, yeah, especially with the fun. young bucks. Fun. Yeah, those dudes are fucking hilarious. And that's one thing you got to know, at least from the first couple. Well, you count three shows if you go to all in as well. That you gotta enjoy. These guys are having fun with this. Yeah, why not? You own the brand; it's yours. Have fun with it. You know, and and as you know, something I've missed in wrestling. I mean, you see it a lot during the indies, you know. But you know, definitely from some of the stuff we've seen on TV up to this point, you know, you know, people just aren't having. You don't see people enjoying it as much. Yeah, these guys are having a blast. You know, and that's great for them. And and having fun is something that we're going to continue to talk about Mm -hmm. probably next week when we talk directly to Seth Rollins about his comments about John Moxley in terms of having fun and when you take your ball home. But I digress. Yeah. (laughs) And we're not going to give them any, that that other company, (laughs) any type of love today. We're just going to go ahead and focus on somebody that did put on a good, a really good Mm -hmm. uh, show. I, I, I thought it was hysterical from. Tents to the luxurious pool that was a floating pool. It was hysterical. Everything, everything was good about this. But uh, I'll, I'll lean into you. What was your favorite part of the pre-show? So I actually came in right at the beginning of the librarian match. Okay. So there was a few things I missed before this. So I missed the other tag team match. That was phenomenal. That match. Private party. So they had, we had the triple threat match. It was SCU. Mm-hmm. That was Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Okay. You had Private Party, and then you had the Best Friends. And they had my nine-year-old jumping out of his seat yesterday. And when you do that for somebody, I mean, my son is used to watching the WWE, so he knows New Day, and that's pretty much his guys and the Usos, so right. he knows those guys. But these guys put on a hell of a match, man. Mm-hmm. Some of these moves I couldn't fathom seeing anybody doing outside of maybe the Usos or New Day. Right. But so I do like the um, the little thing that they did on. I think it was on was it being in the Elite or probably on a Fighter Fest um, YouTube channel um, where they kind of did like a little background on Private Party and where they came from. And I think that was on um, the Fire Festival one. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like the connection together, whatever. So they. You know, I was I was kind of looking forward to um, seeing what they were about because of that, of their whole background, what they did, <laughs> the swag that they had coming out, and the moves that they were doing. And I, like, I also noticed some, some, something else too. Um, the Young Bucks have their final indie, um, indie uh, appearance at House of Glory Wrestling next okay. month. Okay. And they were supposed to be wrestling the Lucha Brothers, but now they're actually wrestling Private Party. Oh, that's gonna be dope. Instead, and you know, House of Glory is. Uh, is a promotion in New York where they're from, so I thought that was pretty cool that they switched that around. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Quick note about Private Party, just a question. Mm-hmm. Is Private Party's AEW response to the street fight? Possibly. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, that's I what I took so. from it. Because like street profits started to come up, they signed private party, which I mean, well, honestly, more brothers in the ring, I'm happy. I don't yeah. give a damn what the reason is. Yeah. But um, it just seems like you notice something that I also noticed that was very subtle, kind of throughout mm-hmm. this whole pay per view. That you know, saying the last, the last one were you know the shots that they were taking at the other company were pretty bold, but there was some small, subtle. Yeah. And we'll get into you know some of the more should I say glaring ones. Yeah. yeah the, well, yeah. there was a lot of Easter eggs period in this this paper oh, yeah. with you, especially if you're a gamer. Oh, this <laughs> yeah. thing was this. I, I will say this: if you were a gamer, but weren't really into wrestling, this was your gateway. You know, yeah, it, mm-hmm. you know there was a lot of fun. Like even from the pre-show match, which from a wrestling perspective was horrible. Yeah, and that was the Michael Nakazawa versus the uh, CEO of CEO, and that was uh, Jim. I can't pronounce his name. Yeah, I but um, yeah, it doesn't matter. See, it, it, was, it was from a wrestling match standpoint. It was horrible. They made him. They, they made him uh, pretty bold for somebody that's had no wrestling training to throw yeah. a couple suplexes like that. <laughs> well, he he was training for this match last year and got hurt and couldn't do it. Um, but I guess from a match perspective, it's smart to put him in a hardcore match because it gives him an excuse to do everything but wrestle. Right. You know, I get that it was the the throwbacks were. What should I say? The Easter eggs were cute. Mm-hmm. You know, grabbing a controller from the audience. But that was all CEO gaming products right. too, you which know. was fucking hilarious. I mean, but even the buttons, you know, the the controller buttons, yeah, that were substituted for tax had his face on them. Like, I mean, it, it was what it was. It was it was, it was fun. Yeah. It's great pre-show. Glad it was on the pre-show. Yeah, if it was on main show. I'd be like. Mm-hmm. One thing I did take notice. I don't know if you guys heard it though. When the librarians were coming out, somebody screamed from the crowd, "Your gimmick sucks." That's fine. And I'm okay with that because that's kind of you know. I they, think the they, librarians are almost are showing a satire on gimmicks. Yes, and I, would, I think that's I what people. Say, are, I, was, I, think I, that, I think that's what people are missing. Yeah, you can say you're giving yourself. That's the point. That's the point. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you're gonna come up with something like the librarian, that's some 1980s WWE bullshit in the first place. I mean, I'm just happy to see blue pants again. <laughs> I miss Blue Pants. I'm sorry. Yeah, she was actually great in the next team. So yeah. and she did a great job in this match too. So it was. Hey, it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a bad match, but it also now, wasn't, put wasn't Kylie supposed to be in this match instead? Kylie Ray was initially supposed to wrestle the librarian, but then they ended up switching it out and putting uh, Allie because they it makes more sense because Allie is wrestling Brandy Rhodes at Fight for the Fallen. Right. In Why not make it a three way? <laughs> I'm just asking from a. Probably Guy. just well. Honestly, I wouldn't. With the way that they handled the last three way, yeah, to put in another. And extra they were building this as the first women's. The first women's single match, right? right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they didn't want to mess around with that. So. I was I was expecting some kind of story, lead in from Brandy, but all they it did was show her backstage, at least for her like stand up on the stage and like watch or something well, like you that. You know what I did notice? They showed her watching the match. Yeah, and she was facing the television. <laughs> Which is Easter egg, Easter egg shot number one. <laughs> yeah, straight up. I'll, I'll, I'll keep tally at least for you. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> the, so the first match that was on the main card was the other representative, Christopher Daniels, basically the leaders of their respective uh, little yeah. factions, and Simo with the uh, Stronghearts. Yes. Stronghearts. It was a good match. 
Mm-hmm. You could tell that they've been working together. They've worked together before in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. Seema ended up pulling up the win, which was uh, good because he's got a match against Kenny Omega at throughout this whole um, pay-per-view because I've answered a couple questions on Twitter as well I kept my expectations pretty low yeah so I can you know so I can See, enjoy I think it. they did as well yeah you know and that's you know what's interesting about it to me this is a totally different um, pay-per-view if they didn't have a television deal locked down yet correct well that and if it's um, double or nothing wasn't as big as it was. Right. When you open with basically, we'll equate it to, I'll say SummerSlam. I wouldn't say WrestleMania. All is WrestleMania. But if you, you know, you open with SummerSlam, the expectations are set that high already. Right. And, and that's what I, I mentioned there too. I was like, you're going to end up with them for everything that they're trying not to be with the WWE. They are very understanding that. WWE has four major events a year, mm-hmm. one in each quarter. Mm-hmm. Minus, you already had your double or nothing. You got a couple in between, which would ne- tear, you know, be your big one in WrestleMania with All In. You got a couple of ones to fill in. You had Fighter Fests, and then you have Fight for the Fallen, which is a charity event. So why not? Because, I mean, WWE doesn't put out fantastic pay-per-views every single time. We get stomping grounds. We get all this extra crap, and then... Here we are waiting for something like SummerSlam, which is, what, a month, two months away now? Yeah. I, I think if we're going to put this in perspective from a WWE perspective, Fighter Fest was the equivalent of one of those network specials. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, but since it followed Double or Nothing, mm-hmm. you know, people's expectations were in a different place. Right. Well, and that's it, their fault. You're a victim of their own success. Right. And, it, and it's going to happen this time. You know, this seems like a unique thing. I, I, it definitely appears they're going to try it again. You know, yeah, which is fine. But I mean, that's what's going to be the, on us to adjust the, our, you know, stuff. That's, and that's that's why it was it was a sound idea what you just mentioned, like keeping your expectations low. Yeah, I mean, because they're, 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 they're promoting be, all out. Yeah, that, that's where all the promotion is. They that's were the next, for all. There were the about twenty five mentions of Chicago last night. Yeah. And they specifically mentioned Chicago. That's right. They mentioned it in every single match. Mm-hmm. We need every to basically match. be looking at these almost in the equivalent of their weekly programming because they don't have it. Right. It just spread out. Yeah. And they gotta they gotta stay fresh in our minds because hey, we've seen the the tactics of the other companies. So yeah. we'll, and we'll get into that shortly. But mm-hmm. uh, the next match was a triple threat match. It was the uh, Rio Rio versus Yuka Sakazaki and Nyla Rose. And Nyla Rose. I was shocked Nyla didn't win this match. Yeah, I kind of was too. But I was happy that they made her look incredibly strong in yeah. the women's division. That she's going to be. Oh, she's she, and she's going to hold the title at some point for a while. Think so? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, you got to give her a shot. Oh, a shot. But I think she does hold the belt for a little bit. I. And I'm as, not, as, the, as they get more talent, right? That are this more isn't a diss towards her, but just from the equation side of it, she is the Nia Jax of this, this division. And that's mm-hmm. why I said, if you're going to be everything that is not, it's not right now. They're not going to give her the belt right now. And that's why I said, yeah, I, you got to build up the other, like the OEW okay. or OWE uh, yeah. wrestlers. That's what I said. I, and, I, I, and I think this was the purpose of of this match of showcasing, of kind of just you know curving your expectations yeah. just a little bit. You expect them big, 
the big, you know, so the person because that's that what that, that's what the other know, company likes to do. Real talk, but she caught both both girls off that. Oh, that was that was sick. She that was, was dope. Sick. Yeah, that was sick. That was dope to me. Uh, I'm still kind of the, the flying guillotine knee off the top rope. That, that she, had me. she came out like dope. She, she she's got go like that's not, but it's a shame when you're talking about marketing. And unfortunately, marketing is going to come into play. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be a great thing if she was the first champion because then she destroys all marketing standards that are in place. Right. But it's hard not to see them with like a Kylie Ray or Britt Baker. And I'm not saying like they don't fit the blonde stereotype that we see in WWE. Right. But they do. They do cover the that person can carry the belt anywhere. Stereotype, right? Okay. You know, what I'm saying that first, you know, champion, you could dance everywhere. Well, I'm, I'm looking at it from this perspective. If wins and losses mean anything, then you know, what I'm saying now she has two losses, right? But Rio has two wins, right? And that that's gonna make a big. So deal. that's that's a whole another vein that we're not even talking about. And they haven't announced yet, if I'm correct, how they're gonna decide the women's match. Mm-hmm. No, the women's title. no. We just know that I it's think gonna be. A, is it gonna be? Crowned at all out. I think nothing's been really mentioned. Something remember. about the women's division. With, uh, we'll look at. I think we're going to see. I think we see the belt. Okay. At all out. Yeah, because okay. they're going to introduce. We get a belt. So we get a belt, the belt singles match because they still got work right. to do when it comes to the tag team because they do right. want to do a women's tag. So they still got some recruiting from now until October. Cool. So if I'm booking this, you know, saying in the future. Um, with what they got going right now, we got a heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. We got tag titles. Yep. We're gonna have a women's title. Yeah. We have women's tag titles. Mm-hmm. Did I hear anything about like a, a mid card belt? No. Like a TV Nothing belt? said about that yet. Okay. I think that comes with the TV. See, that's that's what I would do yeah. to build like up the, the other TV talent. The yeah. mid card the mid card belt would be a television title, and it would be in a junior belt. Oh, that would and then be you get to Nyla. Dope. You get that one to Nyla because Nyla will be able to whoop everybody's ass. Yeah. And that would be dope to see. That's if I was doing it. AEW, you can have one for free. First one is free. The second one <laughs> invites us to to join you for all in weekend. You know what I'm saying? With bigger <laughs> No, I'm with, no. with press passes. I want I want Elka Kylie to have that one. I'd rather Nyla have the women's belt than Kylie have because I've seen Kylie and Mandarin Jenner matches. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that too. And I hope we they, they yeah, hope her get her back is and her back is doing still that as well. Healing but I, from I would, Yeah. I wouldn't mind a tournament situation that ended with like Nyla and Kyle. I mean, they're, if they're gonna do the tag team titles for the men uh, in tournament fashion, they should do the women's one because it'd be more entertaining. You'd be able to introduce all the women's in single action, yeah. and leading up to the TV, where now you have this champion to open up your shows with, and now here's the chase for the belt. Especially if you're gonna have standings and power rankings. I was like, it would be much more. It's, that's interesting how that would work out. Yeah, I'm excited because it's a different format. It's open it's up a different format. possibilities. We're not going to see the same. We're, I mean, hopefully, as I knock on, we're not going to see the same five people fighting for the belt all the fucking time. You know, and this is the opportunity to showcase other talent from other brands. We've seen what the Lucha Brothers can do when it comes to coming from AAA. Yeah. It's time, you know. Let's let's break the mold when it comes to that stuff. But yeah. damn, that was a good idea about that that intergender belt. That would be phenomenal. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Especially if, yeah, that one's three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. <laughs> Next time you have to give us. I know we said bagel guys, but you know, stuff. straight out pay, pa- press passes for all out. That's all we need. <laughs> I don't even need a seat. That's just, a belt, man. We need like just 
press passes. <laughs> I just said press passes. No, no, you said for all out. I said just press passes. Period. In general? Yeah. Period. The official podcast? Oh, they're going to wise men again over there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Here comes I mean, Ray was, running late I, again. I was talking to Rod. He said he put in a good word to Cody for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, you want you need us to take a chair shot or anything? Like nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Not when you're past forty. Nope, we don't do those anymore. Man. We'll talk about that going forward. <laughs> the next one, which was a fatal four way between Adam Page, Roman Reigns, Drew <laughs> <laughs> <Two> McIntyre. <laughs> I'm just saying, Jimmy Havoc, MJF, Jungle Boy. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That fucking made me die laughing, and and it's one of your points. This MJF dude is gonna be phenomenal. He's in gonna be. No, I mean like <laughs> once once they get this TV deal, and he's on your television every week, this man is gonna be gold, ratings gold, with the shit that he just comes up and says, <laughs> and then the camera. That was the best part of the production. When he started, when he mentioned about, unlike you guys, I lost my virginity, and they pan it onto somebody who looks like they never lost their virginity, <laughs> and it became an instant meme on every podcast, mm-hmm. wrestling podcast last night. Go ahead, but you have to listen to his post, his post event interview on Chris Pento. Mm. It is the funniest thing ever. I gotta listen to it tonight. That's my homework on the way home. And I'm making this hot take MJF is the last great heel. In any company ever The last great heel Reason is To be a heel Is harder than ever Oh yeah Because Most good heels Or great heels Become fan favorites Because they're so good Daniel Bryan right now But it's their arena ability That supersedes Their mic Yeah his mic is so above his rain ability. And I mean, that's not a diss on his rain ability. Because he's really right. good in it. Right, because he's classically trained. He's really but good. he's also in a company that doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, other organizations, like, you can't be a heel in the WWE because of PG Air. Mm-hmm. You know, even Baron Corbin, I don't consider him a heel because he does more bitch moves than heel moves. Right, he's a chicken shit. You know what I'm saying? Man. Like he, he does the chicken shit thing. Like, and mm-hmm. I can't call you a heel when you're just doing chicken shit. He, no one's afraid of you. No one respects you. But that's not. Is that his fault? No, it's not. Yeah, I'm, just, yeah, it's, 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 I'm not saying it's his fault. It's like, a waste of a character. Court, but like, it's dude, a waste of an effort. Saying, you know, dude, they're doing you wrong. You know, like they're just not booking him like heel. Like there are heels out there who kick people's ass, and you get mad because they talk shit. They back it up. Mm-hmm. And they move on But this guy This guy hasn't done shit in the ring yet Like get that in your head first Right right. <laughs> he hasn't done shit in the ring yet And before he even opens his mouth He's getting booed out the building mm-hmm. That's how good he is as a heel I booed him because, because he's working Because it doesn't matter if he wins You can't stand him Kind of like if they would have done it, they would have had one Elias in the WWE. Elias yeah. would be the perfect heel. He would have been. Le- he would have been a great, heel. especially with but his songs. The moment they turned him face, you can't go back to it. Right. You know, and he's a lifetime heel. He's like Bully Ray. Mm-hmm. You know, not Bubba Ray. Bully Ray. Right. Like you said, it was a showcase. For, it was for showcase for Heyman. It, yeah. That's why I called it Roman Reigns because it really felt like that. 
you know, you knew with the match having it all out, he was gonna come out strong in this match. Right. And he's gonna come out looking strong in every match up to that point. Yeah, which means Jericho's which is taking why Jericho's the title. Gonna lose. Jericho's gonna win. <laughs> Jericho's taking the title. Right. Um but, but yeah, like you said, it, it, I, I feel like you know, said so Jungle Boy got you know, saying so got his off. Yeah, man. In the match, I was actually really impressed with. You know what? Doing. The one thought in my mind um, was that his dad would have been proud. That yeah, was an I amazing match. Thinking, I couldn't stop thinking about that either. Yeah. So you know, props to uh, Jungle Boy. He really, really showed off. Yeah. And uh, the Luchasaurus thing is hysterical. Him riding in a Luchasaurus. Yeah. The friendship that they, which is pretty cool, because then you got him. But Jungle Boy. Man, he he did good, man. Mm-hmm. I was I was pulling for him. I knew better, cause I saw you know the the Roman Reigns persona right there, yeah. as, uh, yeah. as you said. But yeah, I feel like the non-factor in this match was um was Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, and it's sad because he had some good moves. He's a but, he's a bump machine for him right now. Right. He didn't really showcase what what's great about Jimmy. I feel like he could have plugged anybody in that spot. Yeah, I mean, I think. This is a bad match for Havoc. Yeah, this does, yeah. You know, like, he's one of those wrestlers, like, if it isn't hardcore, <laughs> it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. You know, but, I mean, it was good to see him out there. Yeah. You know, um, again, yeah. it was just. Yeah, still get your the, money. The ending was inevitable. Um, MJ, MJF in the beginning was hot, and then kind of just. I don't know. He played this weird role of just being outside for most of the ring, you know, most of the match. Yeah. You know, kind of like I don't need to be in this match for some reason. Yeah, more, more or less, trying to keep his distance from like Adam Page. Right. I mean, I, th- I think they're doing that to kind of keep him strong-ish, not necessarily like build him strong, but just not make him look like a straight bitch in the ring, right. getting his ass kicked all the time. You know, avoiding loss, direct losses, should I say? But um, he's a couple people that was like an opportunist, so that when mm-hmm. you know. Adam just finally gets to that that title picture that MGF would kind of be right there over his shoulder like you never Correct. know. Correct. And I I also yeah. envision him as a possibility like if there if the secondary belt is an inter- intergender, I mean even if it is under in intergender. Yeah. Like he's. It's a mouthful. He's another one that's kind of uh, shooing for it as well. Yeah. He's got that like he's better than a Miz, but that Miz like feel where it's like yeah, nasty ass heel. You just want to <coughs> kick him in the face, but. Never wins for something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we see Hangman Page come away with the victory. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then we lead into Cody Rhodes versus Darby. I kept calling him All In because like, oh, right. like, it's like Alan, but it's hysterical. I was like, it's, "Oh, look at that! You signed a guy named All In." <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time seeing this guy wrestle. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He's crazy. He's a nutcase. Yeah. Yes. Like, again, another reason to watch the wrestlers. Um, one of them features him and Alan Page, uh, Ethan Page in a match, but watch it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I I wasn't disappointed by this match at all because it was crazy and it was out of control. Yeah. But unfortunately, I spent the entire match expecting Priscilla Kelly to come out. <laughs> <laughs> because Randy was at ringside. I was like, this would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Not Randy yet. does something to him. Not and yet. Priscilla, came. Priscilla comes out. Ah! And just no, that storyline's being used right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't use but it. But that would have been a shot. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Was. I guess. But no, nah, I mean it was a great match. Oh man, that kid just so, takes bumps. Darby, he he's a he's a crazy person. He takes these nasty bumps. 
He's also super fast. Yes. Super fast. Like he goes those he goes those 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 typical wrestling transitions like really fast. Mm-hmm. Like Street Fighter Turbo fast. Yes, he like is. on Turbo on five. And the other thing that I like about it is that I see it kind of, I see it kinda of, it starts with Triple H for me. Uh Triple H is somebody who I always credited for being a person who's methodical enough inside the ring, he knows his positioning at all times. Mm-hmm. He passed that on to Randy Orton, yep. who's also the guy credit for that. He's passed that on to to um, Cody Rhodes, who was somebody else who's very good at their positioning. And now Cody is working with this other guy, who I'm also giving credit for, just knowing where he's where he is and where he's supposed to be at all times inside of that ring. And he just does it super, super fast. <laughs> <laughs> Darby had a, when he takes a bump reminds me of Shawn Michaels okay. when he used to take bumps yeah like he took Shawn Michaels type bumps last night except for the co- the coffin drum the fuck yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's just, all I have to say is that. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> to like I'm gonna throw myself trust fall is one thing you're doing that on God like people mm-hmm. so someone's supposed to catch you He's doing this on the apron. <laughs> I was like, come down. Nah. Yeah, he, well, he was, a, <laughs> he was a pro skateboarder before this as well, right? So he's yeah, yeah. like this. Well, they mentioned, pro. well, they said that he was into skateboarding. Yeah. They, they didn't mention he did it was pro or anything like that. Um, again, it's part of the wrestlers uh, episode. He mentions he likes, he likes, he likes skateboarding because of the pain he experienced. Oh, jeez. He's one of those guys. You experience a right. lot of pain. And, and, and that's why he likes wrestling. He, he, because they told him, like, if have you, you ever, like that, you should, like, wrestle. Have you ever felt the pain of hitting yourself with a scooter? Nope. On your shin? No. Nope. I have. Then you should be in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Not with what the fuck you was doing. No. <laughs> I'll be a mic we'll guy before we'll I do that you, shit. We'll take you to the freelance, you know, thing. Speaking of freelance... I will be there, and we have a partner that wants to join us uh, for the next event. Is it Friday? It's this Friday. The night of the doubleheader. Ain't that about a bitch. <laughs> Good work on that. <laughs> well, the next one. After All right. That. <laughs> the next one after that. No, yeah. a buddy of mine just moved into the Logan Square area. That's right. And he's like, oh, I would be totally down for yeah, that. Yeah, we'll definitely. Like, well, cool, because now I can go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, the stuff he was doing... And it was, Cody's doing something right now that I'm very impressed with, and that's every match that he's doing tells a story. Mm -hmm. This story was the established dude couldn't put away this, should be punk ass, you know, punk little dude. Right. Just couldn't put him away. The last second signing. No matter what couldn't put him away. So they they introduced a 20-minute... Time limit in this match. Well, yeah, throughout the night, and they actually used it in the finish of this match. Mm-hmm. How you guys feel about the twenty minute time limit? Love it, love it. Yeah, I think it's I love that you heard it, and then, then it became suspense for the the announcer. It adds another element to the match that yeah. because you yeah. all the time. Well, and then, and you thinking, okay, guaranteed, I'm gonna get twenty good minutes of wrestling, thirty minutes of good wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A thirty-minute story piece, which is what they've been doing with these. They did it with the three women, yeah. with Nyla, the Nyla Rose match. There was a time limit on. Actually, there was a time limit on every single yeah, one of these. All the matches that were had a twenty time limit, and I thought was, that was, I thought that was very good from a practical sense of just making sure that they end. I thought it time, was like, more of a gimmick because of the gaming. No, 
This is old school, man. This is the way that they're going to do it? I mean, this is old school. Like, yeah. old WCW, NWA, they were all time limit. Like, the greatest match some people will tell you of all time was Ric Flair versus Jim, um, Ricky Steamboat. I was in attendance at that one. That was the my first show. Okay, so you know it ended in a 60-minute draw. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I, but that was that was at the Rosemont Horizon. Right. And my cousin Adam and I, that was my first wrestling show ever. And what a fucking show that was. Right. Some of the best until, matches and in draws. Until I saw them pull a punch and realized the shit wasn't real. That's when it <laughs> <laughs> my first wrestling show in person and it blew my mind. <coughs> blew my mind away. So Yeah, so we, I mean it was a good match though. It was a good match. It, 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 we, the got, suspense. We, we, got, we got a classic JRism in there. Yeah. <laughs> that man is saying some weird shit. But that's just that's that's his classic JR. JR. He broke his fall with his own body. It, I was great. I was fine with that. I like those crazy ass things. And the crazy, crazy thing he said it was. And then when face. he started count, counting down the three, two, one, I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And it ended in that. And then we see for everything good that match was, we saw that there was a flip side to that coin. We see uh, Sean Spears run out with a chair and firmly planted on a unprotected Cody Rhodes neck. And man, did they catch a lot of heat for that? Um, and I think un- I think unwarranted heat. I get I get what they. If you understand what I would say, I think they were trying to do. I mean, I get the heat, and I think it's almost on purpose because I think. That was one of those shots that we we were talking about. Yeah, because Cody's too smart. Period. To book an, a defenseless chair shot, to take a defenseless chair shot into nice 2019 without there being a damn good reason to do it. And there was a lot of mentions about right. CTE and everything like that. And that's purposely. why I say it was a work. Got him. Yeah, that's why I say it was a work. <laughs> that's exactly immediately why. And then other these, there are things like I, if you watch wrestling enough, you have to look at. And that's what I said. They took you, like you said, it was unnecessary because it went over everyone's head. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's just it was, and there was, there was a lot of like, you know, people that have well-established podcasts. No offense to us. I mean, we're still in the infancy of our mm-hmm. growing. But you had people in podcasts. You had writers for Ringside and all these guys sitting there saying, "There's no place for this." I'm like, but it's reactionary. But it, yeah. Like it, and and that's what they did it for. And they're gonna do stuff. You're definitely gonna see stuff from AEW that you're gonna have to dissect. You know, say, like, yeah, first reaction is like, damn, like, right. why he would did. they do some shit like that? But a, like, there's too many. If you start to break down the layers of it, you see the work. Oh yeah, and you then know, when a, they, sh- they no already- real doctor came out to check on Cody Rhodes's busted head. No, no real doctor. And they were talking about a flap of skin, but that's like, dude, that's his bleach blonde hair. That wasn't, that's not a flap of skin. B, and as I was pointing out earlier, when he got hit, when he fell, they immediately cut away from him for like five to ten seconds. Then when you turn back to him, he's magically bleeding. Bleed. And it was a slow, yeah. Correct. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And they, they had the video work of Cody already up on social media calling what he referred to Sean Spears yeah. 
to put him in that position where he gets hit with the shot. I'm like, that's that's complete work. How, it's, it's work. how is it that people are misconstruing this? People are calling it a botch. It's not a botch. It's not a botch. It does he saw, intentionally to bring awareness to CTE. To CTE, yeah. To CTE, yeah. That's drive. Got you. <laughs> now you're going to sit there and have the conversation about CTE right. and now it becomes a further conversation about this and they just step out of the conversation right. and let the wrestling like is Cody Rhodes going to take a unprotected no. shitter shot three weeks from another damn pay-per-view when he's going to wrestle with his brother no and they mentioned that, that they, JR wonder how is he going to is he even going to get cleared right. by the doctors That's in like time for this, this stuff. yeah because JR is really good stuff. at that oh yeah. by the way happy birthday to Cody Rhodes Oh yeah! Happy <laughs> birthday to the American nightmare. I'm just saying, like, hope your head's okay. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, it was cool. I thought Sean Spears came out looking Vicious. with some heat. It's never that's gonna be dope going for them. I guarantee that's gonna be a match. At while we're on our, on this match, we need a moment of silence. For who? That moment of silence was for Brandy Rose out there. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Continuing on, uh, we saw the Elite versus the Lucha Brothers with the Laredo Kid, which featured a the best opening ever. <laughs> the best entrance. Ever. First of all, you had them alluding to it in the Fighter Festival, uh, the parody, yeah. which was absolutely hysterical. Yeah. But holy shit, they came out as Ryu and Ken. With Kenny Omega as Akuma, and Jr. had some fun with making fun of his hair, but yeah. man, that that gave me fucking goosebumps. And then I promptly fell asleep halfway through the match. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how the kitchen's set up. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, so there was that one Easter egg of the Craze fan. Yeah, yeah with the Batista thing. Right? Yep, yep. <laughs> That's hysterical. Am I the only one that wished they would have whooped his ass? That was kind of the idea. I was hoping that one of them would. And that's why you said they stole my gimmick? Yep. <laughs> I would. I, I, that was what you were talking about? Yeah, my show gimmick. Oh, man. Oh, hold on. Before we. before we, We'd be remiss to talk about, if, if you'll indulge me for a second, they keep teasing the dark order with the lights off during. And that was during Private Party after Best Friends took the, yeah. uh, the win on that. Yeah. Again. That's something you should be doing during the TV, because then you can. Div- I don't get it. While they're doing this during a pay per view, we don't know who the hell they are. Well, here's the thing. This is the only. Well, I would say besides the social media things they're doing. Yeah. This is the only way they can do it. And I get it. Yeah, it's kind of. Well, you did that during the double or nothing. Why wouldn't you put them in this match right here if the the whole thing is about a, a shot at the championship? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but it's just. Again, they turn out the lights and everybody's just sitting there scratching yeah, I, I their fucking kinda, I was kind of wondering that too. They're either getting some sort of match at, 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 at um, Fight for the Fallen, or they're going to do some, some sort of running it all in and ruin something for and us. And ruin somebody's championship. And that's why I, one of the things I'm curious about as it relates to AEW leading up to All Out is, I mean, they did it with All In and Double or Nothing to a certain extent, which was use... What's a use, but partner with other promotions to promote matches and people, you know, for an AEW event. Now, I'm not sure if this is breaking down because of how big AEW's gotten, you know, because some people don't want to work with them as much anymore. 
But I mean, it's a good point. Just a little bit. Just a no. That's cool. We got some salsa music going on in the background for all you salsa fans. <laughs> we'll do a separate podcast led by yours truly because I got all the music. <laughs> but you got none of the moves. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you will see that shit just because of that shit. I'm gonna dance some dope ass salsa at my wedding and we'll look at you the entire fucking time. Yeah, Make- and I'm gonna have my same sriracha dance. Sriracha. <laughs> wow. Sriracha. He did. That's what he said. Wow. He said sriracha. Uh, Stop eating the damn candy. That's why okay. I closed it. Yeah. So it prevents you from right. doing it. Cavities. Yeah, all that shit. <laughs> no, oh, you're not going to want to see the sour gushers that I found oh, God. in my bag. <laughs> I, I've been What's on in this the bag? Kid. It's sour candy. You already know. My cabinet is full sour candy. candy right. Speaking of which, we found another one. We're good. Uh, 170. We are... We found... She sent me a... Thing off of Instagram, yeah. Wildberry sour Skittles, and I bought it, and it comes in like the fucking Easter bag at Dollar General. Bought it. You boys are welcome to try it with me, (laughs) since we're already forgetting about our teeth. Chris Rock bought it. I got it. You can't have it. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) All right. So going back, we had the Street Fighter entrance. What I hope they had done to the Batista fan, you know, that throwback. Was like just give him a fucking uppercut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be great. Some fireball action. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. That would be great. But uh, man, that was fucking dope. The match was great as well. <laughs> for those of us to stay woke for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I watched you when I got up in the morning, man. Man, it was a long ass day, dude. I already told you we beat the shit out of these kids twenty to one. That takes about three hours. Yeah. And then I foolishly spent. $10 to go watch The Avengers Shit that I could have seen When I buy the movie Next month Or steal it off the internet Tomorrow I don't <laughs> I can't that, that, We'll talk about that later okay. I, I can't steal new movies I need a If anybody Any of our listeners Have any uh, Cool Jailbroken sites That I can watch On a Fire stick oh, okay. Fire these new movies We just lost our sponsor <laughs> <laughs> Which, what, We got plenty of sponsors now Alright we're, I'm looking at the menu of one right now. Your menu of one? There you go. Submarine Tender. Tender. tender yeah. Subs. <laughs> tender subs. Dining, carry out, and catering. But them V triggers, though. I really like V triggers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the one thing. I know it's just like a knee, like a slap to the knee, and just. Uh, it, but it's the way it's delivered. I give it to you. There was a V trigger from like the top row. Like the guy jumped off the top row, and he just need him. I'll do one at the next softball game. <laughs> I get a hit, run into second. <laughs> I'm gonna do it for drive. Um, like this whole match was just great. <laughs> These guys already worked together. This was a showcase for the Laredo kid. Yeah, he fit right in. Um, didn't miss, didn't miss a beat with anything. Um, yeah, there were there were just so many different spots. Um, Nick, which is the which is which? Nick's the older brother. Nick's the older brother with the blonde hair, right? Yeah. He's been hitting the weights. They both have, man. But he's well, but he he looks more. Yeah, I mean, fine. They started it last year when they wanted. They made it a, a goal to win the um, New Japan Tag Team Tag. Right, the heavyweight ones. Um, and they just kept going. <laughs> yeah, that's what it came down to. I know Matt is the one that's had like some back issues, so yes. he fell behind a little bit. But I'm like Nick in this match. He's doing like big man moves, like gut wrench, power bombs, and yeah, he was, you know yeah. just. They showcased, they showcased a lot of good stuff. It, 
Was it as good as their double or nothing match? No. 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 But think, like we said, it was a showcase for Laredo Kid. I mean, it's, 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 it's teasing... It's, it's, it's teasing them at least with, with Kenny like going forward doing some singles um, things with those guys again because I mean I still I still I still think about that match at All In with, with him and um him and my guy I'm losing names right now mm. <laughs> all that sour candy corn in your head yeah not Phoenix with the other guy Zero Miedo Pentagon yeah Pentagon yeah that match right. still lingers in my brain well, from- this match is about match placement right all in Big their one. match was the main event the cold main event well last year last match oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. when it comes to Young Bucks versus yeah and they ran short because they ran out of time correct um at double or nothing what's it cold main event cold main event yeah you know they seem to save something mm-hmm. you know um and, and I, there's a reason I want to talk about match plays because AEW is showing you something automatically where they're they're building. They're what I would consider the new, the model New Japan Masters, which is matches are building, they're building, they're building, they're building, and then the last match like blows your top so you can go home happy. Right. You know, and they all that invested time was worth it. Correct. You know, I, and that's something I'm enjoying from all. It will take the casual fan a while to get used to it because they'll be like, man, this first match is kind of ugh. Right. The second match is better than the first match, but it's still not ugh. You know, in, in the last two shows that they've done, like, there's a... When a Cody match happens, there's, like... You know, there's a light that comes on and, you know, it's, like, hitting your third gear or something like that. Yeah. And I'm not specifically saying Cody but it's like the midway part of the show mm-hmm. or a little bit after that where like you know the, all the matches after that take a step up a step up and then boom I mean I, I think that's part of the deal with them and that's why it's hard it's going to be hard for them to keep this up if they keep this exact pattern with the same people you're right 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 you know what I'm saying because it's kind of been that way at least the last couple shows mm-hmm. you know if they mix it up with different people then it'll feel kind of differently should I say yeah um, and they made they made kind of a mention of it too on social media and like Bleacher Report so they kind of made towards the end of this match they kind of made it like it was the last one between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers right because they wanted they wanted to hype up the how I say the brutality of Moxley versus Janela, which if right. you pay attention to either one of them you didn't need that <laughs> you knew they were going to try to kill each other right but yeah that, that felt kind of weird to me yeah because it was like, trying to give it like a final chapter of it. It was like, you, you like seriously? This is the official end of the pay per view. I was like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, because we're going to see the WWE thing where it's like, this is so dangerous. We had to put it on the network. <laughs> like, nah. Right. But, you know, it, it's a great, it was a good match. I think the only thing keeping it from a great match is that it wasn't the main event. So they held something back. I guess that's what it Yeah. Right. I mean, because it, I mean, the main event showcased their their newest darling, John Moxley. New theirs. I well, think that's almost all wrestling. Everybody's right. Really, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as the, he's in American soil, so what right. is he? AEW. He's AEW, correct. So, um, yeah, you had to you had to hold back a little bit because you don't want to take away from that. Because I mean, honestly, plus the plus the main guy this match is also involved in the finish of the next one as well. So yeah. Yes. 
Exactly. And this is something I was kind of happy about. I was a little worried about. Mm-hmm. But now I'm happy yeah. that I was afraid that... I was afraid even though it kind of makes sense as well for, like, Kitty Omega to, like, start putting over all these other guys. He's not at the... Well, he's not at the age where he should be doing that, to be honest. Like, right. He's, like, 36, 37 right, right now. I mean, that's something you do when you hit 40. And Kenny's, like... When it comes to, like, overall wrestling, mm-hmm. Kenny's closest to the man. In my right. right. Um, and this is one of the... But I, mean, I guess what I said, I, got the, I, I, I agree with you. Because it's, like... You know, so if you're telling somebody who's just kind of experienced this product, like, oh, Kenny, Kenny Omega, he's like, he's like one of the best wrestlers in the business right now, up until this point. Yeah, really? Him? You know what I'm saying? It's like, so it's, it's good that, you know, we get to see some of that Kenny come in. It's not just going to be him, you know what I'm saying, kind of, you know, doing the job for everybody else because he's also a vice president and, you know, right. he wants to shine to kind of be on everybody else. It's not on him. But, like... Yeah, I mean, Kenny's the man. <laughs> and if if not, the fact that, you know what I'm saying, he was the one that got the pinfall in this match, definitely what happened after the next match. Right. <laughs> so and it leads us into our main event, which was billed as a non-sanctioned event several times throughout the broadcast by JR. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Moxley versus bad boy Joey Janela. And uh, it certainly wasn't for the faint of heart. No. Holy shit. And this was pretty tame for... Yeah, for Monster Janela. These guys have tangled before. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And Janela is... Janela's known to do stunts that is just absolutely fucking insane. Like, Janela's the guy that put Leo Rush to a table job, you know, powerbombing him off the top rope, and then Leo Rush decided to no-sell it. Because it was last night, <laughs> you know, um, you know he he's yeah. Janelle has done crazy things to his body, and you know this was Moxley's moment to prove that he was no longer anything resembling Dean Ambrose. He wasn't the the idiot right. that they tried to put him over as. Correct. You know, like he was literally like. He literally washed that clean with this, and probably in Janela's blood. I mean, it was took his balls and went home. Yeah, <laughs> that's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, it was um, good. It was a good match. It, it was brutal. There was a brutal. barbed wire wrapped chair. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen that before. No, that and, was... and because of this chair and what Moxie did with it, he got probably the one compliment that he's been wanting to get for the past eight, ten years. When they called him, when the crowd called him a sick fuck, <laughs> that was fucking awesome. That was his crowning moment right there. But uh, the <laughs> Janela jumping off the top of the the ladder, that was a crazy move. He's a crazy dude. He's a crazy dude. <laughs> I, that was the first time I've seen Joey Janela okay. wrestle. So and, and I know Ambrose, but I'm starting to. What you I did, what, see, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. I've seen the way he wrestles as Ambrose, and I'm like. He's a good wrestler, and he came back in incredible shape after that torn labrum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we know it wasn't for WWE. And it wasn't for WWE. <laughs> and it, God bless him, because we can need all of this. He came out, and man, I was like, I love that Dirty Deeds TDT, first of all. Death Rider, is that what you call it? Death Rider, yeah. But man, the fucking thumbtacks. I felt those thumbtacks. That dude. Yes. I haven't seen that many thumbtacks in a match. 
The worst part Ever. was Ever. Yeah. <laughs> when he when he slammed him on his feet. Took his shoes took off. His shoes took off. his shoes off. He took his shoes put off. A, put him in an area where he was on top of him and he couldn't get out of it. Untied his shoes and then threw him f- feet first onto a bunch of thumbtacks. First again when that vertical throw away yeah. suplex that I love that people do. Yes. <laughs> it was it was great. It was it, it was that was a match you couldn't do anything but last. A because the ring can't take it no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, have you noticed that too? On these bumps? That that ring sounds like it's about to collapse every single time. Yeah, that or it's really well, good sound engineers. It, well, this is the thing, right? and this is something that you'll notice. Well, I I've noticed as I go to more live events, mm-hmm. all rings kind of feel that way. Like I even mentioned, I think the rod a couple times we're at the freelance event, like that ring gonna hold. Because <laughs> right. every move seems well, like that I whole mean, thing's gonna break. I have, down. To, I have to give a shout out to uh, to Maso Champa and. Um, you know, say so his matches with the NXT where he was pulling up the ring, yeah, and we got to see exactly what it's just a piece of plywood, it's like it is go pieces of plywood and like some soundproofing, like mat, and then like a cover to go over it. That's it, like a bed sheet. That's all you get. Dog. <laughs> well, the plywood's got to give There's on no it, no Vaseline in the mat, dog. right? <laughs> None at all. But, um, the end, drug after, after Moxley wins. Well, first, we had the classic JR quip. Which you another, put in another, notes. another JR is another yeah JR is tables ladders and chairs oh my <laughs> which I'm also gonna take as another subtle oh that's true <laughs> Vince McMahon is gonna what's this gonna it's a table ladder and chair oh, <laughs> oh my, my. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it as like you can see it you can see the sarcasm oozing out of his face as he said it and it was fantastic but yeah going to the end as you said. As, as Sean alluded to, yeah, Moxley your... wins. I mean, we're not gonna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that much is a given. But that wasn't the story. It was who ran out afterwards. Yeah, Kenny gets his revenge. Akuma's revenge. Kenny, Kenny, who took his boom, boom, <laughs> <laughs> boom. You're welcome. Kenny, who's the one who took the brunt of the of the ass whooping at um double or nothing? Bet the has John Moxley got his revenge. Yeah, and he showed you who he really is. Um. Badass little bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, saying Kenny was one of the, the greater hills during this run with the Bullet Club. And in terms of how vicious he can be sometimes, and mm-hmm. we got to see it. We got to see V triggers. He got we got a really long V trigger mm-hmm. <laughs> on that run in, and we got to see him do a, uh, uh, some damage there. It was good. It was very, very well done at the end. Uh, We're getting the match between those guys at all out. That's gonna be dope. That's gonna be fucking phenomenal. Because they really are two different. Neither one of them. Styles. Neither one of them needs to hold a belt to be absolutely popular in this. In See, this. And this is the thing that, like, right now, I should say, right now, right. If there's a champion, if you're gonna say Jericho's a champion, neither one needs to do hold that belt to be mm-hmm. over with the oh, crowd. Oh no, not you are a thousand percent correct. But going back to my previous point about match placement, this is not going to be the main event. At- and all out. No, absolutely right. not. So that almost disappoints me leading in. But it could be the cold main event and still be phenomenal. Right, but it's not going to... because It's not going to close out the show. Basically. It's not going to close out the show. And because of the way AEW or, is designing their... Or what if it is? You're going to have your title match to close out the show. Especially if it's your first title match. Well, we'll see. Bro. Then, but that's the thing. <laughs> How many... Okay. 
you're we're going with what everybody assumes that format is. What if they throw a 180 at us and we just like okay? Because okay. what if they do something now? Here we have we have the Young Bucks versus Cody and Dustin at Fight for the Fallen. Kenny's fighting Sema at that. You already know something's gonna come out. Oh, did I, oh. you already Your know. Your boy Moxley's coming out. That, he's coming out. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I think it may hype you up for all the matches. I get that. But if that match is not last, I'll be just less excited because it won't have the potential to be that six star match that it could be if it was the main event. We'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna keep. Uh, my expectations are gonna be double or nothing. <laughs> like that? You're welcome. No, You're welcome. <laughs> Don't boo me. And I'll take this laptop and leave or iPad, and I'll start recording, talking shit on the way to the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have no choice but to upload it when I get home. <laughs> but uh, continuing on, and we'll, we'll wrap this up with these final notes that we have about Fighter Fest. Um, overall, I thought it was really good. If you're gonna Give it a score out of five, I would say. Oh, no, I can't give it a score. I mean, if I was going to, as, as a casual fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably give it three and a half. Okay. Or three, uh, like three and a quarter. Three, three and a quarter. Out of five? I'd say like a three and a half. Three, three and three quarters. That's respectable. Because, okay. I mean, the, like, the opening match between Zima and, you know, this dude from SoCal, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um... We, we already knew that Adam Page was going to win. He got the... Everybody except for Havoc got the time to kind of really do their thing. But I was like, we already know going forward that it looks like... And this may be my, you know, hot take or something like that. But that's two pay-per-views now that we've seen Cody, the Elite, and some form of yep. Kenny Omega close out the show. Correct. Now that you've introduced Moxley... Now you have those four going to close the show. Mm-hmm. Probably a fight for the fallen too. Watch. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. I think we're not gonna be able to see those other bit players until to the shows are on. Yeah, and that's what I and I good for them because yeah. okay, cool. So at the start of the show, you're gonna know you're gonna be introduced to these characters. It's time for you to get to know them, mm-hmm. especially when we're talking about wins and losses counting. Right. Cool. Pay attention to this. But here's a treat. Here's four or five matches in a row with people that you know are household names across all brands. So I can see, like, after they get their TV, TV time going forward, they can build, like, these pay-per-views with these big matches with these big names that either people know before now or they're building up through these pay-per-views now. Mm-hmm. And then we can let those shows close out Which is with a, the storylines that are actually being correct. built on Which television. is a testament to what, what you I'm said right. about Cody yeah. Rhodes being they're a building, they're building, storytelling. They're building. Yeah. Um, one thing I would definitely say, I after two shows that I love about, I I am enjoying about AEW. They don't overstay their welcome. No, these have been two efficient shows. You know, like uh, this was even with pre-show, maybe not even close to maybe around. Three they started hours. right away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, like a crisp three hours, including the pre-show. It's um, perfect for a Saturday or, evening. Double or nothing around the same thing. Felt a little longer just because, you know. I think the Battle Royal made it felt longer. Than they had it, a, they had a but, couple more matches and in Double or Nothing too. Yeah. So, um, but this was. But this one was nice and crisp, and 
I think that's a lesson that they've learned learned from other people. Well, I, I think, and another yeah. thing too, it's in Florida, so it's Eastern. It's starting an hour earlier. Yeah. So for them to have shortened the card for mm-hmm. an Eastern, uh, an Eastern show. Yeah. Incredibly smart. You don't want to be wrestling at one o'clock in the fucking morning with everybody falling asleep. Yeah, they don't want to make a, a habit of doing that. Especially right. if you're going to be selling these on pay per views. Yeah. There's, and that's there's no like, reason I to like do it. it. Them keeping it efficient because they could run six-hour shows with the, the people they have in the back. They do. They can. Um, but they're not doing that because they know they'll lose their audience with about doing so. Mm-hmm. Which um, is a testament to these veterans that are in there I went in, I went into in this, the positions of power. I, just, I went into this wanted to learn some things new. That box is checked. See some cool things. That box is checked. I wanted to see some storylines kind of kind of begin, kind of materialize. And we saw that. That box is checked. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, wanted to see a couple of things hardcore. So it it did the job for me. Yeah. You know? Cool, cool. But uh, we're, we're fans of the 20-minute time limits. Yeah, we love it. I'm yeah. a big fan of it. Especially with the pay-per-views. I think in general it just adds something. I think when you get to TV, you'll see 10-minute time limits. Something shorter than that. Yeah. Um, Which would be phenomenal because then you limit the amount of... Okay, so sit there like this. You put a 20, 30-minute time limit on these matches, 25 minutes, somewhere in between those. That's less time for shitty promos. For some, 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 for some of the underdeveloped wrestlers. Then you don't put them in an awkward position like the librarians where you're getting screamed at on live TV that your gimmick fucking sucks. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's less, less exposure to be putting it. I mean, like, we complained about it the other night with what? Raw. Well, I mean, I, I look at it this way. Like, putting time limits on matches it allows you to have something that feels more organic than doing two out of three falls so yeah. that you can navigate your way around commercials. Well, another thing, <laughs> it also, that's what I was just thinking about. Like, yeah. you know, it, it allows you to plan your sponsorships. Yeah. You know, and... Because that's going to be interesting because TNT doesn't do that. They don't do those the same way that USA does oh, with their promos serious? and stuff like that. The little boxing. The little uh, boxing and stuff? TNT doesn't do yes, that? Yes, they do. They do that with their NBA-specific They products. did it with um, Double or Nothing. They did. Well, no, I mean... Well, that wasn't on... I'm saying TNT when they're on TV. Yes. They did that? Yes. Because Remember I commented they fucked it up? They The, the announcers fuck, fucked up uh, somebody's name. I think it was Kenny Omega's name or something to that effect. They had pop-ups for Double or Nothing during the NBA playoffs. No, I, I, no, I, oh, no, no, I didn't know that. I'm just saying, like, TNT does that because that's their own TV show. Right. They're not going to have the little box with no noise and then having 16 commercials for Toyota or other stuff like that, like USA does with their, they're not going to do that. TNT's, TNT's a a reputable. If you have a television show that's working with the network and you put these things in play right now that getting us used to time limits yeah. and how you know they curve matches and then just makes a better relationship going forward right. so that everybody can because now they can sell the appropriate time slots because right. everything is accounted for right and then the only thing that they would do is towards the end maybe go over a couple minutes just for suspense but Sean you get a uh, According to the notes here, no, man, no, no, we no. did that. We did that. We we had a moment of silence. The moment was that, that wasn't sixty seconds, but there was. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Was, we're we're in a different we, we're we're in a different yeah. setting tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, the media scrums. What? The media scrum at the end of the at, at the end of these. Awesome. Also pretty dope as well. 
and I love I like Tony Khan's take of it. He he comes from the NFL. He that's all he knows how to do. Right. That's all he knows how to do. And, 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 smart. and it gets you can, you can catch them out all like chopped up on on YouTube as well. So you can see each person right with their and, own video. And well, we, the thing that I won't say irks me about it, but it's it just shows how ignorant some of the U.S. media is. It's not something Tony Khan came up with. Right. Something New Japan has been doing for years. Right. But you see that. I mean, that's 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 influences <laughs> from. Jericho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, that's more influences from Jericho, from Omega, yes, from the right. Young Bucks. That's Tony Khan is letting them do what they got to do, and then Tony Khan is taking what's successful from them when they were gave them the input from these respective brands that they rep in wrestling. And one great thing about Tony Khan, if you listen to his interviews, he gives so much credit to them. Yeah, rightfully like, so. He, he deflects. He's like, no, this is dumb. You a good, know, a good leader does that. Right. A good a good head is not there telling people what to do, when to do it. Correct. It's putting the right people in the right positions and supporting them. Mm-hmm. Letting them do it, no micromanaging. Back off. Right. Let us we I mean, in when you need to step he, in. He said it too. I'm not a professional wrestler. I've never professional wrestler. I'm just a wrestling fan. So he knows what stories work. He knows what because he's seen it. He's for a lifetime, just as we have, mm-hmm. and we're about the same age as Tony Khan, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. he is a wrestling mark with money. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all we needed. This that's, whole time. All, that's all we we're, needed. We're a wrestling mark with sour candy and submarine tender and bagel bites. Fuck. Speaking of bagel so, bites, so are we going to put um, Marvez on the back of this bill carton? Nope. <laughs> I'm good. He gone. He funked. I mean, I didn't. I said it last night too during our text message. It felt really good. The Who is go, this golden guy? golden boy. Who is this guy? Who? I have no idea. Who's this I, new guy? I don't know. I think he's my cousin. I don't know. Who? Who? <laughs> Who? Yeah, I, I I heard a different voice and I was like, hmm. They showed his name at the last second. And I then said, I was like, Who is this guy? But hey, I'm cool with it. At, during the pre-show, they had a different guy who had kind of like the uh, the Nigel type of uh, yeah. accent going on. But I mean, it was much, much better, much much better. Than double or nothing. Okay. Alex Marvez should be exactly what he was for the NFL. Just a reporter for AEW. They he can be the guy, just like Mean Gene was in the back, doing the interviews. Yeah. He could be talking about injury reports, talking about transactions, about them going abroad or new signings. Somebody that can lead into a secondary hey, show. Put that cigarette out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got two quick points. One, Dasha Quintes has sit ringside the entire I called that out, didn't night. I? I told you that, didn't I? All right. Woo. Wearing gym shoes and a dress. But I digress. Noel Foley is slowly becoming the Kardashian of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't do shit, but you see her everywhere. <laughs> if I had the, if I had the, the, the sound bite, I would have... <laughs> no, it, it, it's just the reality. Like no. She's been at every event. Yeah. WWE, AEW, otherwise, in the audience, like second or first row. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm just curious. Like, is this gonna mount to something? Is this some big story? <laughs> and and then no. break the clown sit next to her like he paid for the ticket. I don't know. <laughs> Four thirty-six. So, right. moving on. Since we uh, we paid our respects to Alex Marvez and gave. AEW another free idea <laughs> We'll continue on And 
with the weird back and forth that's been going on, uh, Evolve's 10th anniversary show is now being broadcast as the same day as AEW's same time. Like, this isn't just like the other situations where it's same day, just different times. First of all, you watching Evolve Wrestling? Bruh. Nah, bruh. Are you? So let's explain this. No, absolutely not. So let's explain this. Let's break this down. Um, Evolve is the is an independent wrestling company that has a partnership. It has a partnership with WWE since 2015. It's a lot of talent that's come through Evolve that's going on to, to WWE that you know of. Um, from everywhere from Drew McIntyre all the way down to um, to our guy, um, bro. <laughs> the king of bros. Um they now have this partnership with them where they kind of it's kind of like they're they're outside uh, NXT so to speak they they no part, kind they, of they, partner, they, part, they partner with them so they can own their, their rights for everything else and stream it and get more bro- but it, it brings more exposure to Evolve because they let them borrow their NXT stars from time to time and it even started letting them win their, win their championships as well right so it, it's it's been a good partnership with them for Evolve yeah. more than anything else um, We've always wondered if and when the WWE Network was going to feature any other content that was non WWE related, right. and we got that answer. And we got that answer. See, one of the things. Four and, years later. Well, <laughs> before we before we get into Kenny's tweet, but well, so we got to explain what Fight for the Fallen really is. Fight for the Fallen is okay. the charity show for the Jacksonville incident that happened last right. year. Correct. And for those of you that had your head in the sand. They had a Madden tournament last year where two were uh, gunmen open fired inside of the gaming facility where I think that's where they're hosting it, isn't it? Not? Correct. Same they're facility. The same, same facility uh, around the same time that they did it, the Madden tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, two of the most prominent Madden gamers were killed in this incident, uh, even so far as that they were memorialized, one of them memorialized by the Tennessee Titans right. uh, for his uh, contributions to the community and whatnot. Right. So this is another charity event for AEW, another yep. tip to the cap to the Jacksonville community, yep. considering the cons are a big part of the Jacksonville community. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is this was, their, uh, this was their first announcement, wasn't it? Before, I mean, double or nothing. Because they announced that they were going to be fighting. They announced double or nothing, but they didn't announce anything. They announced the They announced the fight. Yeah, they announced fight for the fallen before they even did Fighter Fest. Right. Or All Out as well right. too. Right. So I mean, this was big to Tony Khan, especially with the the well, party. Well, big for Tony. I mean, Kenny as well. Remember, this is gaming. Yeah, the gaming. This involves right. gaming. So you know, it's big for Kenny. This. So you're already starting to see the conflict here. Right. But here's. I under. And we'll you'll go down. Get into Kenny's reaction detail, but at the same time, Evolve's tenth anniversary show wasn't moved to this day. It's been this day. True. It's been set for this time mm-hmm. for some time. Right. It's the tenth anniversary show. Again, I it, understand it, the backlash. I understand the perception. There was a good chance this was going to be on the network anyway, there in was, my opinion. There was a good chance, but I'm not even thinking about Kenny Sweet at this point. It just still looks bad. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Because yeah. we, no, 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 we no, no, talked no. about this in previous. This is the same type of tactics 
Whereas we just not a month less than a month ago we talked about Starcast and how the WWE Network released the you know the Holy Grail when it came to these videos and Conrad Thompson just sat there with his with a drink in his hand laughing his ass off and these two agents or this agent yep. that was supposed to be spying on them in the UK yeah with the with the with yeah it's oh, just I'm not I'm not making WWE look like no angel right right no we we've just, seen these why are we surprised anymore though. Well, I think it's just and and this because this is not just your average pay per view. This was like you said. This is Kenny's baby. Correct. This is a charity event for their community, mm-hmm. and now they have to sit there. And this is media generated. This isn't because of that. Like you said, everything was set up already for the time. I'm gonna quote a McMahon. Charity is a PR opportunity. That's all I see in this. I don't. I don't. I mean, Kenny's treat was real. Like, I mean, it's real talk. Like, that was that came from. They're going to go to Saudi Arabia a month after, you know, a a U.S. journalist gets killed there. Mm -hmm. Like, you surprised they were gonna twice. They've been there. Well, yeah, no, I'm saying, but they've been there twice. Specific pay per view. What was that? Crown Jewel. Yeah, Crown Jewel. Like, past that point. This was the same company that continued a show after a wrestler died in it. Mm-hmm. Same company that hasn't mentioned Chris Benoit in about 10 years. Like, he never existed. And we we're surprised that they're going to, no. you know, try to steal some shine on it's not, it's, it's not. It's not so much surprise. It's that we as fans can talk about it. Yeah. The media can talk about it because, yeah. like I like I alluded to before, it seems like CNN always finds a story that's going on in Saudi Arabia Correct. right when they go over there to try to draw some some more awareness to it. Yeah. And I always I always said that it, it, at the end of the day, if any change is going to come, it's got to come from the actual performance. Well, we saw the John Oliver piece come out before yeah. the Saudi Arabia, right? Too. And that's that's another guy that's, who's like that's outside. Not, that's not a coincidence, yeah. right? But I always said that it's always got to be the performers that say something, yeah. You know. And I, I, I respect Kenny because that came from a place of raw emotion. Right. I mean, you know? but it's, it's the same but thing it, that we've always felt. This is, we've been just, saying it on this podcast. But, like, for Kenny to stand on that ledge. Right. He can't say it. And that's the point. Right. He can't say it. That could have came from Moxley. It could have came, I mean, we can name a few others. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, now that Kevin's, I mean, that Kenny's an EVP. Right, he's got he's got to play chess on that one. Yeah, but st- like I said, still this is this is something that's going to be dear to them, especially oh, no, the gaming I, career. I think this I'm is a rally be- call for AEW though oh, to yeah. make that show like Phenomenal. that's why and that's why Jericho's gone. Right. Remember, Jericho's just recently announced. Oh, I'm gonna show up now because originally he wasn't going to. That, that 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 thing's not gonna get any fucking viewers. You think anybody's gonna watch that shit? They no, because they can watch it tomorrow, or the day after, right. because they're gonna be showing it on a loop. Well, no one was watching. Like you said, no one was watching Evolve mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah, no, I do, I, mean, I don't I've know. Seen a few, like on you know on the internet and stuff like an that. Accident? No, oh. I mean, I mean, Evolve's I mean go- no, no, Evolve's no, dope. Evolve was dope, and that show right. is actually gonna be good. Like I'm telling you right now, that show Gabe gonna- the Booker, like. He puts together words of art down okay. there. 
there's a reason why almost every person who walks through Evolve ends up in the WWE. Right. It, and like, that's and, a direct and, path and, and that Evolve show is, is going to have NXT personnel on it as well. So that's going to be just as good as any NXT takeover. I'll like, give it. I'll give it a shot. But like I said, no, afterwards. Afterwards. I mean, like, like, like let's that's just the, be that's real. The, like, and that's the, like you said, playing chess. Huh? Kenny should know that it's not the WWE network. Nobody's going to watch that shit. What I'm saying, play chess by like, yo, bro, I need you to say this for me. Right, but who would you have saved for you? I mean, but John Moxley. <laughs> John Moxley. But John Moxley said everything that he's had to say. If you continue to put him in there, then you're putting him in the same position he was in the WWE, where he's going to be a mouthpiece for some shit that he doesn't want to say. But he's I, already aired out his grievances. It's his time to shine with okay. these other. I wouldn't have put Moxley in that position to do that. Well, I mean, I don't. I, I'm not looking at it from the perspective of if you need to put somebody. I'm just saying that we're coming to that point where people are. If AEW is has any sort of success, then any of them can talk. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I get that. And this is just to me, this is just a prelude of keep fucking up and we gonna talk. Okay. Cause we do have TV, we do have social media, we have respect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So you know, so this might have been like a knee jerk reaction. This was this was completely emotional. Oh, yeah, that's why I you know said, what I'm saying? and I get the emotion he, because it's a he, shitty he, ass. He was one of us, and yeah. I agree with you. from From an executive perspective, it might not have been the best play, correct? But and that's a, that's unfortunately why he removed the tweet. Exactly. But we, but we like all that, know that, that pot is already there. we're already there. Yeah. And we're as everybody's worried about AEW competing with the WWE for wrestling for business. No, there's other shit. Yeah. John Moxley was the beginning of it. And everything that he talked about as he came over and ended the pay-per-view with a smile on his face. Which is why I said, I, was like, <laughs> I, I mean, as much as the idea would be like to have him say something, like that, I think he's already past that. And he's shown that going to Japan, winning a belt, coming over here, putting out so much heat with his AEW. I was like, he's beyond, AEW is completely and well, I, absolutely and I, and I would say in the what's more, John Moxley doing what he's doing, he's already opened up. More doors for AEW in terms of media attention. Oh, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? Like TMZ had a whole sit down with him mm-hmm. promoting an indie show. TMZ. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this so, wasn't so asking him about a relationship that seems like a work or right. anything like that. This was a sit down. So now, so now the next thing we're going to do is we're going to go look for Kenny Omega. We're going to go look for a fucking Joey Janela. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go Joey look. For these, we're going to look for these guys now because these guys are not. They're not minor. Right. No. To the major, you know what I'm saying? Correct. I say like the next thing that'll probably happen if Kenny is drawing any sort of attention to himself. Mm-hmm. Next thing's gonna happen is that they 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 produce the HBO documentary about him in Canada. They all they gotta do is flip the switch and put that bitch right on in America. Right. And then boom. They they they're playing, <laughs> but I as much you know, saying, I, but that's a that's a chess move as you're saying, you know. Yeah. So I, I respect Kenny for coming out like that. Yeah, you, you're gonna have to delete something like that, but we all know that once you put something I mean, out, we're all from in the, the same verse. But it's like, it's not like how John Oliver says, "Oh, we got to come up with a chant." You know what I'm saying? It's, that's not how it's gonna work. Yeah. But, Actions. It's gonna be action, not some words. I mean, we we AEW is about to open up the conversation about CTE based off a of chair shot. Just off a of chair shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was well placed. That's the chess move. And see, you see, you see all these people trying to break down. Well, look at where the the flat caught him right here. He didn't have enough time. It's like this. Right. The camera got off of him 
for a few minutes. I'm just saying, like, I don't think Paul Heyman and, and, and Eric Bischoff is going to help them with the real fight that's going to come WWE's way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because <laughs> now all eyes are going to be on Cause WWE. It's, cause, cause what it's, is this, your response to this that? This is not a TV thing anymore. No. This is not about ratings. This is this is personal. <laughs> <laughs> These are real shots. Real shots being fired. Shots fired. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was great. It was an overall great weekend. We moved. My uh, my Pirates, my Smith Park Pirates in Chicago are about to beat the 72 Dolphins record. Fuck them. <laughs> That's your hot take. Maurice Morris that you get. Yeah. Oh, Mercury Morris? Fuck Mercury Morris. Tell me, hey, goddamn, you gonna lose. First of all, when we win, we can go watch. Watch what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tweet at Mercury Morris. Yeah. Watch it. I'm gonna put that shit out there. You thought Kenny's tweet was gonna be better. Oh, oh, I ain't deleting my shit. Oh, I'll take all you old ass motherfuckers going down. <laughs> all you old fans. <laughs> but <laughs> moving on. Speaking of Twitter. Yeah, we, we haven't f- dropped the whole time. Well, that's because we're putting this in segments because we had to react, adapt, and overcome on this one. So you can find us at We Are the Wise Man. On Twitter, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Watson Wrestling Podcast. You can find this podcast pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. It shows up in all search engines because we're in an Apple system. We're also on Spotify. And we'll branch out to a few other places as soon as I can get to work on a few things. We'd be remiss not to mention the OG Audio Mac. Audio Mac is where all of our uploads go. <laughs> but thank you for taking your time on this Sunday evening to share another. Another episode we, with your we, boys. We got another big show coming as well because we realized that this was still a really big news week. Yeah, <laughs> we still we still have a lot to go. So follow us, listen to us, retweet us, share us, talk about us on Monday with your uh, at the water cooler or whatever the fuck or you do at work. To talk about us on Facebook so we can come at you. Hey. I, I already said it. The first, the first one to come sideways at us, mm-hmm. coming at you. MJF style. Hey, oh, and I'll wear a Burberry scarf too, cause I can't stand that fucking scarf. You know how many fucking scarves we had in Lost and Found that were Burberry? I keep thinking about it now, and it's like he had a Burberry like armband on. Did you peep that? Yeah, and even his name now. His name is an old English and Burberry print. He it's fucking you, dope. He got you. You already hating on him. Hey, if. He's doing exactly what The Miz did for me. And I hated The Miz when he was on Real World. <laughs> I followed that that entire crew and terrorized them when they worked for the Park District in North Avenue Beach. That was him, y'all. That was me. <laughs> me and Miz. Hardcore match. I'll slip out of my baseball jersey, too, and win. <laughs> but thank you again for listening to us, and we'll be back with you soon. Thank you. Thank you.